It's good to have English back. Get it going. You guys want to know what really happened? Is I accidentally deleted the file. <laughs> That's why we've been doing 90s. You could have just emailed him. Well, I just texted him tonight. I'm like, hey, bud. Uh, That's English. It's our main man, English. Chris English. The band is called English. Check him out. This is the best part of the song right here. Crank it up, baby. But now, this is the moment when two contradictions collide. Uh, happy Easter. Does uh, English have a name, image, and likeness people can contribute to? Well, if English ever makes it big, maybe, Spotify. He, can, maybe he can pay our players. <laughs> right. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> he is an Iowa State alum. Get to work, English. Cyclone Fanatic podcast uh, tonight, the Williams and Bloom podcast, is presented by our friends at MacDyne and the MacDyne Corporation. MacDyne does a lot of technology work with Iowa State. They are also working with colleges all over the world. They're a worldwide company. I've told you that. They got locations all over the globe. But they, uh, they have high-tech classrooms. They deliver innovation centers, Campus-wide fiber networks and more. Check out what MacDyne for do for your school or business at MacDyne.com. Also, check out those job listings. Um, we are here. It is Easter night, about 8.30 is when we, we waited for the Bulls game to get over with the Bulls. I mean, it was like watching Iowa State, Oklahoma State this year. Got to make a basket. quarter. Holy make a basket. mackerel, it was bad. Uh, Bulls, they lost the series tonight. If the, if you win that game, you have a puncher's chance. The way they lost that, they're going to go out and lose by 20 in game two. The series is over. Uh, five, I'm not going to argue with that. 4-1. Uh, this this one will go five. They'll sneak one out in uh, Chicago, 4-1. Good ride for the Bulls. Yep. That's what else all is going on? What else, what else is going on? Anything, go, anything going on? Uh, you know. Uh, Cycling athletics? <laughs> Watch Dumb and Dumber. A few baseball cards, a sack of marbles. <laughs> what a weekend. This um, this transfer season mm-hmm. has been exhausting, and like we're just, what, in the third inning still? Yeah, I'd say that. I'm yeah. just going to come out and say it. I know we're going to have a lot of listeners tonight, um, and I... It, Not to pat myself on the back, we've had a lot of good information on CF Premium for the last two, three days on all of this. So there's my shameless plug. You guys keep us in business. We appreciate that, and I hope you appreciate the um, services. Um, It is not, nothing has happened with Tyrese Hunter, regardless of what you may or may not have read on Twitter. At 8.30 tonight, he is still a member of the Iowa State Cyclones. I do believe, however, that he will be entering the transfer portal in the next 48 hours. I would say Monday at the earliest. Well, obviously, because it's Sunday night, uh, probably Tuesday at the latest. 
you know how those things go, Bloom. There's bureaucratic stuff like paperwork. Somebody and, has to check a box. Yeah, there's paperwork so, and all that stuff. But for, I, I believe that is going to happen. So for those that aren't addicted to the internet, which we hope is most of us, what happened? What I mean, what what has transpired in the last really week with him to get us to this point? Because I'm guessing there's a certain percentage of the audience that's like, what do you mean? Like they don't, they yeah. aren't fault. This is not. Yeah, you've seen some things on Twitter. It's been a hot topic on the message boards, but it hasn't really been reported. So what what's happening here? Well, from what I understand of the situation, the season ended and everything was great. Tyrese was happy. Iowa State was obviously building a program around him, and um, you know I can't I can't say everything because I don't know everything, yeah, and, right. I, and I don't want to. Um, walk myself into a spot that I can't come back. Totally from. understand. But I, I think what I think a lot of what has happened is you look around the country and you see stuff, benefits. We'll put it that way: name, image, and likeness um, that players worse than you are getting, and you want to test the market. And I, I don't know all this. I don't know specifics. It, I really it, do. It, it makes seen, logical sense, though, right? I've seen specifics like the North Carolina thing, and Tyrese has been linked. There's yeah, been rumors about yes. Tyrese in North Carolina, in like actual like dollar figures and stuff. Sure. And while I have heard North Carolina, like they're they're free spenders, but I don't, I do not believe that like this is like he's entering the portal and already has a home. Got it. I don't think that's the case. This I is think, basically him declaring free agency of I want to hear what's out there. That's how I re- that's how I understand Which, all of this. The way I mean, we're gonna have this is gonna be the focus of the podcast night, so we're gonna have a lot of time to spend on this. But the way the system is set up, it makes logical sense for anybody in his position to do this. Okay, I mean, I think you can look at this in one from everybody's perspective. Does it make sense for me individually? And from Tyrese's standpoint, okay, here's here's why, and if it does happen, here's why. He would think this. Yeah, that's clear. I, I believe it's going to happen. Yeah, there could be, you know, Doug Flutie hit a hail mary. Yeah, I mean, right? like, I'm sure there's others with. I hope have, I'm wrong. But here's somebody in his shoes again. Hypothetically, you're Tyrese. You come from a a background that was worse than pretty much anybody could go through. Right? Tragic. Both parents passed yeah. away. Yep. Raised by a brother. Um. Haven't. There's there's no there's no income at all really. And now you have the chance. You're pr- he probably thought, okay, maybe in a year or two I'll make the NBA and I'll get paid. But wait a second, if I go free agency now, I go to the portal and I can get six figures plus two hundred fifty thousand, five hundred thousand dollars, whatever you want to say, and earn that now, not even having to go to the NBA. Why wouldn't I try that? And I think there's no guardrail set up where it prevents players from doing that. Because you have the free transfer, and you'll be eligible right away, you can essentially declare every offseason, at least one time, to go to the open market to see what somebody is willing to pay you in name, image, and likeness. And because there's no enforceable mechanism right now at the NCAA level, and it's a free-for-all, it's the Wild West, you can do this, and there's no penalty to it. And so, really, I'm surprised more people aren't like in Tyrese's shoes aren't doing this. Good example: Armando Armando Baycott from North Carolina just wins, or they get runner-up to the national championship. 
Could have been a second-round draft pick. It was surprising that he came back. Would have been a second-round draft pick. <laughs> he will get paid, I'm guessing, he will get paid more at North Carolina next year than he would be if he was a second-round draft pick. For what it, You pointed this out months ago that you thought that this was this, a real possibility. This is the way this is trending. Like yeah. When you have this amount of money... And you have some of these schools through, and it's it, this is the problem, though, Chris. It cannot be through the school. It has to be through exactly somebody else. But there's this wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Here we go. I mean, there's, there's, and it's not being enforced right now. It's just a big mess. So I understand if you're in Tyrese Hunter's shoes, where you're like, I'm worth X amount of dollars. Why can't I go get that? And it's like it's hard to say, don't. But at the end of the day. There's some schools that have the the ability with their collectives and their name, image, and likeness foundation to support these things, and others aren't there yet. And so it, it, we walk this fine line of this isn't going to be the first time, and this isn't going to be the last time, and it's a really tough situation for all involved. For those wondering, too, I do think, and I don't know a timeline, I know Iowa. there are Iowa State boosters and very famous alums working on a collective. Uh, it's probably a little late, but this is a good wake up call. Yeah, but honestly. but the, but it happened way before any of yeah. this. Like, the, yeah, the, I know they were on it. Yeah, yeah. so that I they were I, on it. This from this what winter. I understand, and I've been working yeah. some of that. I think in the next couple of weeks that thing will be active. Um, but yeah, Brent, it, it's like still, it's, it's still this is this is tough. Like this is the worst case scenario for when we started talking about this July one of last year. Of what yeah. what could this mean for the Iowa States of the world, especially and, in basketball? One player makes such a big difference. And 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 candidly, to bankroll, which is the term, honestly, to bankroll a basketball roster, a lot easier than bankrolling a football roster because you're dealing with twelve guys what, as what, opposed to eighty five. I think what you're going to see happen. I have a lot of thoughts on this. Yeah, it's, we could go on. I've for been days. sitting on this all weekend. I think that, you know how in college football, there's really only like 10 teams that can win the championship. Mm-hmm. Maybe not even that many, really. I think college basketball is going to narrow that very quickly. Uh, because I, I now, and then my other thought was, there were two guys who came to my mind, and uh, I don't I don't know why both of these guys, but like one of them's Joe Yesifu, leaves Drake, goes to Kansas. Right. Right, and curious, he, curious move. Yeah, didn't right? play. Knew he probably wasn't going to play because they got Remy Martin as well. Like it yeah. made zero sense. Uh, but my my point is, like, if you're a guy like that, do you want to go to Kansas? Where I guarantee he made some money. Uh, absolutely. Everybody at Kansas is making good money right now. I, they I know have this. A, a strong support system. Yes, at Kansas. Their their collective is is loaded. Um, I'm saying that we're going to see this these types of scenarios set up. Do you remember um, where, where, if, where if you're him, we, do you bet on yourself, right? And yeah. be like, I need to, I need to be seen. Yep. Because I, I and, and Hunter is interesting. We'll just do the North Carolina thing because that's the one that everybody's talking about. Yep. Like he's not going to get as many opportunities there. Now I'm not going to. I don't want to be the guy who's like, oh, he sucks when he leaves. No, no like he's. he's no, he's, he's a, a borderline Big 12. NBA. He probably player. could have been drafted this year. Yeah, I think he would have been a maybe second rounder yeah. this year. Um, but it, it it really creates an interesting dichotomy of do you want to go somewhere where you can right now make more, mm-hmm. 
In the short term. Yeah, versus where you're not going to get as much playing time and development. And Hunter would start for most teams in the country, I would think, next year. Probably not if it were to North Carolina with all the – because like their whole roster is coming back. Yep. And from what I understand, they're all making more at North Carolina <laughs> than they would going pro. It's just it, – it doesn't make – it. you're right. You're right. So the minimum contract in the NBA, I think right now, is like $800,000. Wow. These guys are making beyond that right now. The the the. What do you mi- think Penny was paying guys, honestly, or or whoever at Memphis well, was paying? Who, guys. Yeah, I mean, so so <laughs> here's here's you what you're know gonna what I mean? have. You know, you're 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 mid six figures and above. Like you're talking, you're getting close to millions of dollars for some of these folks, some of those high profile guys, absolutely. Because what what you're going to have here. So the question is, can Iowa State compete in the world? I don't think so. I don't think they can compete in that world. So some say, okay. If Tyrese, this is the next the conversation. If Tyrese, if is putting himself out in the market, why can't Iowa State bid for him too mm-hmm. with money that they could get? And it sets up a really interesting situation of what route do you want to go here? Now Iowa State doesn't Iowa State doesn't have a collective set up yet, but they do have some people that I'm sure they could steer towards and help out. But you got to look at is it is it worth going down that road because if you if you give him three hundred thousand dollars, what's the next guy going to get? What's the next guy going to? And then it's just not a sustainable model. I don't think it's sustainable in the sense that well, he, here's another thing to think about, and this was my first thought when NIL hit last summer. Is he, I and I I heard this over the weekend. I. I I'm glad that I don't um, have the old landline where they charge you by the minute because <laughs> yeah, I ran up probably, minutes yes. on the cell phone yesterday. Yeah, but there is one school where I talked to a head coach, is a Power Five head coach, and he was telling me about how at his school it's basically like basketball collective guys competing with football collective yeah, guys who are competing with like the Learfield stations and the booster clubs. Because there's, there's only so much money. And rich people don't get rich by being stupid with their money. So, like, right now, this is cute. This is a new toy. It's, yep. Oh, yeah, I'll throw $300,000 at the... Well, what if he doesn't play? Then who's... What if, yeah. what if he Who, are you Matt? Are you then... You know what Are I mean? you the parents are, are you texting in the, the ear coach? of the coach? Like, you got to play my guy. Right. He's representing my company. So, there's a lot of, like, yes. unforeseen, like, things that are playing out here. And I, I truly believe, because uh, I know a lot of Iowa State fans are really dejected right now, and I don't, I don't blame you. I truly believe this will level out at some point. And I do see a path to Iowa State being competitive in this world, which we can get to in a little bit. We're not quite to that point of the conversation yet. But I just, I, I, I had one guy in the forum today be like, well, why, why isn't it sustainable? Uh, and again, like my, my whole thing is. I just don't see a bunch of rich dudes continuing to bankroll 18-year-old because they don't, like, look at Imani Bates with Memphis, like, with the Great year example. he was supposed to yeah, have. Yeah, I'm sure he got paid he nicely. Look at the Spencer Rattler deal, right? Like, there's all of these examples, and it's it's not always going to work out. And then you have, again, like, so if, if, if rich guy over here is giving a million to a player now, he's probably not going to give that million to the school as a booster like he used to and that could clog up relationships and politics for these people i just i I think that there's a slippery slope you you hit on a couple really good things so some thoughts i had because again like 
you have been thinking about this all weekend. Uh, number one, whenever there is power, ego, and money involved, people want to participate. And, and there, there are some people that have the wealth that a couple million dollars is, is nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just for an example, Arkansas athletics, you mm-hmm. might think Arkansas, you know, not really a number one power. recruiting class in the country. So who is the biggest benefactor for Arkansas? Walmart. Walmart. The Walton family. Okay. The Walton family is worth $238 billion. <sighs> to bankroll a basketball team is probably at the high end a couple million. That's a rounding error it's, for them. It's, it's funny because in my conversations this weekend, Arkansas specifically got brought up. Well, I mean, up. and I don't, they, and they've got more than just them. So there's there's a trucking company down in Fayetteville that's really big called JB Hunt. I mean, they're they're big time too. Like there are these there's in the Memphis of the world. So Memphis has a close FedEx. relationship with FedEx, and yep. the FedEx founder is a big Memphis guy. Like. There Remember so- FedEx was going to like pay for them to get yeah. in the Big 12? Yeah, because they were going to sponsor the Big 12 championship. Well, when I, when I was at um, when I was in um, Jersey for the tournament this year, the Memphis like play-by-play guy and I were talking, and he was still flirting around telling me that They've got FedEx and the Big... Yeah, he thinks Memphis will be in that next wave because of that relationship. So my point is there, are, yeah. there is the type of money out there that if some people want to spend it, ego included, they will do it. And this is why, and there's, and it, currently in college basketball and college football, college sports in general, there is no salary cap, there is no draft, and so if somebody wants to spend the money to get the best team of money can buy, it's like the Yankees on steroids from the '90s. There's no stopping them. There is zero stopping that team, that program right now. Now, that's no guarantee you're going to win. No. Okay. The NCAA tournament is a horrible way to determine a champion. We've talked about that. Yep. Now work for Kansas this time, but there's no, but then you, and then you've got those unintended consequences of, okay, I'm paying, I'm paying this guy $500,000. He's on your bench. What the heck coach, what are we doing? Like, and you get in these power struggles where you don't want your head basketball coach fighting with the CEO of FedEx, hypothetically. Yeah. And so you get into that stuff. It's like, do we want to put up with that? But then, you know, the, the other thing I, I was thinking about C-Dub is, you know, where does Iowa State fit in? in this whole thing. And just candidly, Iowa State does not have a, a Walton family or a FedEx founder. You know there, this better there, than most. There are some super generous Iowa State supporters, and, but we've you've seen the numbers. We just saw the numbers a couple months ago. Iowa State's last in the Big 12 in amount of donations per year annually, athletics. So the question would be then, so what, what, do, you want, what do you want people to do? Okay, you, some people say, okay, well, let's just redirect some of the Cyclone Club stuff you know, that I do with my parking and my tickets, and let's redirect that to an NIL fund, which has to be, by the way, separate of the university. It yes. can, can't go to the same pot. Yeah, there's some people like, why hasn't Iowa State set this up? Well, it's got to be fans or bo- boosters or... 100%. Yeah. But Iowa State's not exactly in this robust position where they're f- just this bathing in money right now they're still in debt due to the projects. They've got the Hilton Coliseum thing coming up, where that's going to cost them X amount of dollars. Hilton Coliseum's 50 years old. Some of the air conditioning units are going bad. Like, you can't just negate that and redirect Cyclone Club money elsewhere. And so you're just not in a great position to just say, all right, every single Iowa State donor, give half of your Cyclone Club donation to the Cyclone Club and redirect the rest of this NIL fund because that will actually pay the players. It's just in the situation where, unless you're this these these programs that have these mega mega 
donors that can do them both, it's going to be hard to compete. Now, Iowa State's still better off than some of the lower end schools. Yeah. When because if you look at who Iowa State's targeting in the portal, well, I, I was going to get to it's, that. They're they're still. They're, I mean, this this has a ripple effect, right? Where now yes. Iowa State can go poach from a, yeah. some some other places, but it still is. I think the hundred things one thing because he's a really good player and has the potential to be an all time great player in my opinion, just with his defensive ability alone. But it's this this is the. The worst case scenario for an Iowa State fan of are we just going to be then a triple A team for the big dogs? And how fun is that when you want to follow college sports as much as people who listen to this podcast want to follow it? And I've got more texts this weekend of I'm just not going to pay attention anymore. And I get it. Like I, I totally understand that feeling because it feels like you are just the triple A team for the Yankees. And yeah. that's not fun. Like you you want to feel like you have a chip in a chair at the table here. And, and unfortunately, if, if things like this continue to happen, and I do think it levels out at some point, but for the next couple of years, it is completely off the rails with what can happen in this, in the portal and the NIL era. One, one, one more point here. And then I want to follow up on a few of th- those things. This is like, this is Ross and I do this a lot on our KXNO show, but the, why, why does Saban make 10 million and like the highest paid NFL yep. coach is what? Like, Three, I got. I don't know. It's probably more than that, but yeah, four, yeah, whatever. Um, why, why are college facilities better than NFL facilities? Well, the, because the pay, players have to get paid. Yes, right? there's only so yes. much money, and now we're in this totally like bizarro world of college Flip. athletics, where it's all of a sudden these guys have like demands, and they actually have a seat at the table. They do, so and they they can actually like, and that's what's happening right here. And it from an. From an athlete empowerment, it's it's great for them in the short term. Now, there are long-term consequences Absolutely. that nobody's paying attention to. Like I said to start the podcast, I don't fault Tyrese Hunter if he Neither goes do down I. this path because I understand his background and what he's gone through in his life. But I do think this is not a model that can continue in this way. You always have an ego, power, money. It all goes together. But you can't keep going down this path. And TV... TV will never pay the players unless we get to a point where the TV networks are actually paying the players. Your coaches and your and your athletic directors will still get paid, and there's be facility money because that's coming from TV. Now, what will dry up potentially is the you know the marketing money and the donations from your boosters who may just go directly to players, and the marketing money might go directly to players and. That will hurt then the bottom line for these universities. And so it puts the athletic departments in these really strange positions of, what do you tell some of your boosters? Like, no, I don't I don't need your million dollar. Yeah, and it's and if but, you go but, that route, what if you start to suck and nobody cares about your product anymore? Yeah. Because you're not playing the game. And truthfully, when, when you're talking about donations and philanthropy and all this stuff, I mean, what's the return on investment for for? You know, just, okay, tickets, parking, yada, yada, yada. But a lot of times it's just good feeling. Yeah, well, I it, did something I'm proud of. Right, like, but if you're if you're paying a if you're paying a player that then doesn't play, do you just stop then? Like, okay, I'm this is this is like so I don't know. There's so many things that could happen and, if we keep going down this road, and there's nothing in place. The NFL and the NBA have salary caps. They have drafts. They have associations. Like, I mean, they, they've got they, they've got the unions. There is nothing preventing anybody from making. I don't know. It's just a it's well, just a mess, the, and nobody that, knows what to do right now. That prep quarterback from California is getting like eight million to go to Tennessee. Did you see that? I that did. was a I couple. Mean, it, that was a couple see, weeks ago. When you're, some of these schools, 
that have the ego, power, and money are gonna are gonna do this. And ultimately, it may work, it may not work. But in the short term, Iowa State just got to hold on for dear life. Unfortunately. Well, I hope that a lot of these young men who are cashing checks right now uh, will consider getting a will. Well, they at least need tax attorneys because <laughs> well, they, that's that uh, that's a part. Of, that's like the next think piece five years from now is oh. what happened to these players who are they don't know that's dude forty percent of that's got to go to Uncle Sam. Freaking! Um, I told this story on the radio the other day, I, or on Friday. I had my tax meeting Friday afternoon, and the nft thing i just ate it now i made money on it but like yeah. i did not realize i thought it was like trading like cards with my I got buddy a little extra i thought it was like if you and me got our cards from when we were kids yeah. together and we're like oh okay i'll give you this um you know bobby a bear right. for <laughs> billy joe tolliver right like that's what i thought it was and no okay a couple, couple extra forms to fill out there oh. Well, thank God, I got, I got a guy, a college buddy of mine, who he's really, really sharp, and he kind of handled it all don't, for me. What's your audit risk? Probably pretty high. No, I don't. No, I don't think I don't make enough. We don't money. make enough money. Yeah, right? I don't make enough. Okay. And whatever, like he actually did it, so I, I'll be fine if I if I would get audited. Yeah. Uh, but the, you know these yes. these young men who are Might making as well get a will. millions of dollars, they should call up our friend Hope Wood. Uh, check her out at hopewoodjd.com slash info if you want more information on her will in a day package i'm not just saying this i'm going to do this this weekend you can check out hope she has 150 like more than 150 five-star google reviews all she does is um, practice in estates this is all she does and uh, there's flat fee listings on her website again a will in a day program and it overcomes every obstacle that you have to get your assets in order, go to hopewoodjd.com. She is a big fan of the Cyclones, and uh, we appreciate her. We also appreciate Hope's husband. His name is Jeff Wood Jeff. from Gravitate Coworking. You I can check out gravitatecoworking.com. I saw the Woods had a vacation this Oh, uh, did they? So I was, I was peeping the Instagram, as the kids do. A little uh, creeper. A little r A little creepity yeah. creep creep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we got locations in downtown Des Moines, East Village, Des Moines, Midtown, Windsor Heights, Cedar Falls, and Jefferson. Again, that's gravitatecoworking.com. Well, they, they, they were at a tiny house. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. I've seen those. Those are... I mean, that would be... Like, tiny. Tiny. It'd be a good test of uh, <laughs> relationship I, status. I don't think I, think. I could do that with I think they, they look like they're having a blast. Which shows, I mean, good. They're, Jeff they're, and Hope are... They're a nice, fine yeah, couple. Yeah, they're a power couple. That's... that's Couple of nice people, uh, gravitatecoworking.com, meeting spaces, all the good stuff there uh, at gravitatecoworking.com. So th- this is where I see because where so where does Iowa State go? Yeah, and like to me, I think football is different. I think that you're going to be able to be more of a developmental type. It's still a numbers game there, no doubt. Right? Like you, yeah, you. You've but got- like I, I, I think I would look at like if. In Will McDonald's situation in three years, like how much is he being offered? Correct. To go be an edge rusher at some playoff contender that's missing a piece. Fair point. So like that, you know, that that's would be on my, the table. Basketball wise, like the way I look at this, the continuity and the development and is the the days are numbered if not gone. And I think that you're going to see a basketball program in the next three years or so start with five to seven new guys every single year. Absolutely. Every single year. 
And um, I, part of what I, I – so I, I think it's not doomsday. Like, I don't think Iowa State basketball – you're going to see Iowa State now in schools like Iowa State start poaching from the mid-majors like the Blue Bloods are doing to them. Correct. That's the route you're going to see it go. You can put together very competitive teams that way. But, like, I was thinking, like, how many guys are going to get their jerseys hung now? Like, wow. who, who's going to play for three or four years? Right? Like, it could be exceedingly take- rare. Like, I thought Tyrese was going to be that next guy. It's got to take a special situation, and somebody that either wants to stay or is rewarded to stay. Yeah, I mean, and, it, it, and I, I, yeah, and I, I think Iowa State is going to catch up, and they're going to be in the game a little bit here coming up. But not to the point of paying dudes a million dollars. It'll never be a million dollars. No. Just the I, Iowa State does not have the capacity to do that. And so, so what you've seen, and I, and I, I think the strength Iowa State has, and I saw this model. I was actually Florida has a collective like this. It's officially sanctioned by their university, but I, again, I don't know how these things are stay separate and legal. But I. The, yeah, because you can't. You're not supposed to no, have like it, the but, Florida helmet or right. whatever, right? But so like, basically, Chris, this is this is crazy to me. Florida has a collective where their fans or supporters pay basically like a, a Patreon subscription fee to this collective, be it seven dollars, ten dollars, yeah. yep. fifty dollars, a hundred dollars a month. Yep. To this collective, the high end was a thousand dollars a month. Like, who's paying a thousand dollars? But can people do? And then this collective, which is basically a sports marketing agency, then redirects that money to specific athletes for Zoom calls or golf outing, golf outings autographs. or autographs. Yeah. And they've raised, this thing started in September, and the Florida Collective has raised like $2 million. Well, that's, just in monthly subscription fees. That's what it sounds like Iowa State's will be like. I mean, so that's where I think, okay, like if there's one advantage, we've talked about this. Iowa State does not have a Walton family. It does not have the FedEx type people. It doesn't have the Texas oil energy money. But what Iowa State does have is a large alumni base and rabid fans. And rabid fans that show up. And so would people give five, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars a month to the NIL fund? I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, would ask yourself as a fan, would you do that? Would that be worthwhile to you? Would you feel good about that? I mean, some people would be like, still, I don't feel comfortable with that. So I think that's a question mark we're all going to have to ask ourselves of do we want to participate in this? And if we do, is it encouraged and, and, and how do we form this? But I think that's that would be the best way for Iowa State to combat that because then, you know, I think people think, okay, people like spending everybody else's money. Oh, there, there's got to be boosters out there that can handle this. And, and candidly, Iowa State's got some really generous people, but we're just not at the point where – were the were the Arkansas of the world or the Texases or and, and and dare I say this we're not even the Iowas who has the the ability because of some of the professionals degrees that they have tell you what the that, that they can checks they can do that I've had that. to write the University well, of yeah, Iowa I mean, hospital the, just the doctors and the lawyers and again it's not to say obviously doesn't have successful people but my point is with the strength of Iowa State is in the numbers and so, so at some point there's going to be this. It's got to be a Jesus moment where it's got to be a crowd. Exactly. And I think, I think everybody understands that. It's got to be a Bernie Sanders campaign. But at the end of the day, I would say it's still last in the big 12 in donations to begin with. Mm -hmm. And so while that's fine to say, okay, obviously it's got a great supportive fan base, but it's when push comes to shove, like this is going to be a way that, that is going to be, I think I was, it's going to have to do. I'm just, I just don't know. I don't know if it's the, 
the route that can be successful, and then what does that amount? Is it to pay basketball players twenty five thousand? Like, what's the what's enough to then keep them away from from other people? And it's a sliding like, scale. It is. Pardon my French, but what, can we all just be honest that it's kind of bullshit that the fans have to pay these guys? No, I I, I totally agree. <laughs> like, I mean, this these, is, we've, the, we've gone. These universities the, have been cashing these mil, tens of millions of dollar TV checks and that like, uh, facilities I, they I know, don't need. I, I understand that, but this is. I get it. You no. can't have. Honestly, the best direction for everybody right now would be to just have the universities pay the players. Yeah. And get NIL out of it because you're going to create this super uneven playing field that's going to well, become super un- uninteresting to the majority of the fans. It's going to become more and more contentious on these campuses, too. Right? Agreed. Like, I mean, if you're Pollard right now and you've got all this money going towards these facilities, and now it's like, well, see, not right? Like, it, it's what well, it sucks. It's a sucky situation. And, and I think Iowa State's, Iowa State doesn't have this, you know, millions of dollars that are unallocated poorly just to facilitate. No, actually when you compare them to Iowa, like our like the books are completely Iowa State's still paying debt service. Like they have they have yeah. financing they're still doing. I think that's a little bit of a misnomer. Oh just redirect some of those facilities monies to it's not that it's not that simple. And so the other thing I saw on the message boards this weekend was, okay, well Iowa State got what, five to ten million dollars for that pedestrian bridge why not just spend that on players? A logical thought. Mm-hmm. What could ten million dollars that you spend on a bridge? But you can't pay the players to play. That's you can't do that. Yeah. But then, secondly, you still have to have a system in place for incentives to donate to the university as well. And so, the reason why the bridge is important is because then it allows you to then charge more in a donation incentive standpoint for the RV lot that will then walk across that highway. And then that allows more parking space, which is more incentive. And so it's like, I don't, I would say it's 100% absolutely for a fact, not capitalizing and just cashing checks and collecting all this money that they're not spending. That's not it at all. And so I think the problem is if you just say, okay, well, Iowa State, just spend that now on their players. It's not that simple. Well, yeah, and you, and it, that's not even the rules. Like, and, it's, you and you can't, yeah. and you can't even do that. Yeah, it's not which, possible. So it's so like it's I, just a bad, it's a bad deal. And you know, and that's like these people. Like, he, I keep they keep reaching out to me. When am I going to get something, an email from Iowa State about how to contribute? I'm like, you're not. That it's not going to happen. And, and they can. <laughs> Now, and when that comes out, like I'll tweet it out, and yeah, I'll, I'll get you guys. Will be known. We'll probably do some work with them here. I'll probably put them on the the podcast and talk to the guys in charge and stuff. It's a who's who, yeah. for, from what I understand. But I don't want to say anything before it. I'll let them kind of break it, their news. But like, it's coming. But unfortunately, I mean, I, Iowa State is behind here. Like, they, yep. there's no sugarcoating it. They are. Six to ten months behind on the, a lot of these big SEC schools had collectives ready to go right away when that thing hit. Yep. And Iowa State's will probably be hitting in, I would guess, May and, of 2022. And then, and then the question is does the NCAA or anybody at the power structure level ever step in and say, we're putting things in place here? I hope so. You, you've literally had CW. You've had state laws rescinded because they were overly restrictive for NIL. And the college programs went to the state legislature and said, hey, hey, you got to back that out because this is actually going to penalize us from a state law perspective. 
How crazy is that? Mm-hmm. You have football programs I was dic- one of them. dictating state legislature of what NIL laws you should have in place because it would hurt them in the competitive balance. And so while it's still this free-for-all, listen, I love the free market and everything that comes with that, and, but I, and it will even out eventually. But right now in the short term, Iowa State is not in a position, unfortunately, to compete with the top 15 to 20 programs nationally. You know who this uh, really hurts is the G League. No, with what, what they're trying no, to they do got right nothing. now, yeah. Like, why in the hell would you go and oh, I'm going to make 150 grand in the G League to play in front of nobody when I can go make one million at Duke? As an example, whatever. Allegedly, Armando Baycott again was going to make over a million dollars this year from NIL with yeah. North Carolina. Yeah, that is more than any individual G League team's entire salary. That's freaking crazy. And he's not. He may not even be a Think G about League like, player. Like he's a G League player, but it's like, wh- where's the value coming from? Think then? about like j- bring it to an Iowa State standpoint. Like when when Lindell Wigginton mm-hmm. went pro. Yep. Think about what he could have had on the transfer market. Yeah. Great example. Great example. He would have gotten close to a million. I bet a guy that talented. And he was making forty five thousand dollars for the Milwaukee G League. Team. Yeah, he was just a couple of years late mm-hmm. or early. I mean. Yep. But a great example of, so where's the value coming from? Because that's a perfect guy where you see high-end talent. Uh, he didn't quite recognize great it point. at Iowa State. We can bring him in and and like where he's like, oh, I can go to a better program in his mind, and I can make all this money. Yeah, I know. It's just it's a huge – it's a conversation. It's like, well, economically, I'm not sure it, it makes a whole lot of sense, but if you have money to spend, it, it, that's all that matters. All it takes is a few – Extremely wealthy people that want to play fantasy football and play, you know, fantasy general manager to dictate terms of who's on their team. I agree, but man, like in the where I think that this all gets squirrely is just oh, these are just eighteen get, year olds. Yep, you get burned a couple of times and you're out. I mean, and I don't know how many eighteen year old men you've young men you've <laughs> worked with, but like they aren't great about following up and. You know, I, paying I, attention to details so, and so all that stuff. The other part that I think will come sooner before there's regulations. Thank God for Cody Road, right? Yeah. Or, yeah cheers. Yeah. Cheers to that. The NCAA, I think, will put in place before the actual hard rules on how much you can get paid is there's going to be a disclosure. Right? There's no disclosure. So these schools, these players do not have to report what they make. It's all, you know, you can't even Freedom of Information Act the thing. It's all behind closed yeah. doors. I think it'll get to a point where the NCAA will force, will force these schools to disclose what the what the payment is to these players. And I think even a little bit of a spotlight on that could shine a light, for good or bad, on what happens. They won't do this because you can't in 2022. But if they just took away the immediate transfer thing, that's the other thing that I, that that is that is the one mechanism that would stop this pretty quickly. Yeah. Because do you really want to... And I think you could say, with a straight face, it's hurting our product. Yeah. Because the fans are less engaged because they don't know who's on their team. Yep. Right? That's that's the one control manner that the NCAA would have. But it's going to take the college basketball people to do that. And when you have the high-end power teams, the Blue Bloods, getting the best out of the situation, why do they want to do that? Because they're the ones who are going to be successful in this model. It's the same thing. Why did Texas and Nebraska back in the old Big Eight day or Big Twelve days not want a revenue share? 
Yeah, because they, they were benefited. From yeah, because they were the ones getting the primetime games and getting paid more. Hundred percent. So, the, yeah. so at the end of the day, Saban can say, "Yeah, this isn't good for us," but he's still benefiting from it. So, why does he want to stop? Saban, it? like that that stuff from him on Friday was great because he's kind of like, "All right, um, if this is the route you guys want to go, okay." But we're gonna have a higher salary cap than the Cincinnati Bengals. And so this, but it cut, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But like, it got to this point where now you start talking about the the importance of the next Big Twelve TV contract is really big because yeah. if you're these universities now, you need it more than you ever. need more than ever because some of your money may be redirected elsewhere. Okay, so it's a it's a. I mean, this is a never ending conversation. We're Here's, not going to solve it tonight. But. This is how I want to end it. Honestly, I don't think this is like Armageddon. I understand emotions. I had a bad. I had a bad day yesterday, thinking like, "What's the point?" I, I know I did too. I mean, I was looking at my livelihood. I'm like, well, <laughs> well, I, "I get it." I mean, yeah. Like you know, I I do think that we all need to just tap the brakes, and it and it will level out. I do think that it's going to be a crazy two three years, but I there's there's everybody likes to make fun of the NCAA and you know, these conference commissioners and all that, but they're not all idiots, right? Like there's the, they just fought it for too long. Yeah. They, you know, they should have started paying these guys something. Yeah. 10 years ago when these giant TV contracts started coming in, that's when the game changed. The game changed actually in 1985 in the Supreme court, but really like, the the Buku Bucks, yeah, twenty oh five. That's, that's when it all that's when yeah. it all changed, and they fought it for too long. And like the to look at somebody in the eye and like claim that this is the same deal that it was in nineteen sixty is just yep. so asinine. And 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 now here we are. We swung maybe too far the other way, maybe. Yeah, and my point is that there's gonna be enough young men who are hurt by this. Like right, we're talking about the best of the best, like who are getting rich. And I think there's right now, like the market is, there's a lot of guys who are making money who probably shouldn't be, but they are because it's so new. It's new. Yeah. I think within five years, you know, this levels out and I don't know how I'm not smart enough. I, but my point is I think smart people will figure it out at some point. And I, I think there'll be enough examples of like, look at the Iowa state football players that hit the transfer portal this off season. Yeah. Like where do they end up? Yeah. Like most of them are FCS. Some of them are even lower, right? Like my, you see what I'm saying? I like, I think that there's going to be a lot of like Zion Griffins of the world that are like, they think that they can go somewhere and then you end up at Illinois, Chicago. Right. And then you're transferring again. And I just used him because I saw he's transferring for a third yep. time. I get it. I, I think Tyrese was unique position. This was a weird deal. But I also do think that, like, let's say that one of Iowa State's great freshmen come in this year and has an and amazing year, they'll probably have offers. Hopefully Iowa State is in the spot where your culture is good enough, they like it there enough, and you can counter enough. Well, I, ju- yep. I don't I, – I'm not – Banging the Armageddon drum. Yeah. I guess is where I want to end. Truthfully, I mean, just from a basketball perspective, Tyrese Tyrese Hunter's potential was really, really high. I do think, though, that Iowa State can reproduce his production. Totally. I don't want to say easily, but with a couple moves. And from a basketball standpoint, just pure basketball, probably not the high-end NBA talent that Tyrese was. 
But he wasn't the most efficient point guard. He was a great defensive player. If you can replace him with a couple of people from the portal, you already got Williams from Temple, who's a big guard, pretty defensive-minded. We haven't even talked about it yet, but I've still got another commit over the weekend. Oh, yeah. And Hassan which, Ward from which VCU. Would normally lead the podcast. Yes, who is elite defensively. Yeah. Um, Rim protector. There's still moves to, moves to be made for Iowa State. I think from a overall talent standpoint, Iowa State's roster next year, even without Hunter and Brockington, has the potential to still be better. I and too. you can do some things with it. That doesn't hurt the sting in the short term of losing what could have been a benchmark player for you going forward. And so it's hard to get over that. But I do think, um, you know, in the end, it still matters if your team gets along too. And there's a culture standpoint Absolutely. that plays into this. There's the reason why, even when Kentucky was getting all those five-star freshmen that were elite talents, they, they only won a couple of titles, they didn't win every single title. Mm-hmm. So you still have to get through the, the grind and, and of everything playing in the NCAA tournament. And North Carolina, with all that money they spent this past year, they were still an eight seed, you know? So, again, they had a great year at the end. Kansas ended up winning the national championship. Two teams that probably spent a lot more than everybody else. Uh, they're... They're two of the top, top five, ten, for five, sure. ten. So yeah, you know, sure. Kentucky was, but K- Kentucky's a great example. Kentucky <clears throat> probably spent more than anybody, and they get bounced by St. Peter's. So it's not, it's not a predictor for ultimate success, but absolutely, I believe one hundred percent. It's more about your talent a lot of times in your program than your coaching and culture. Like if you don't have the guys, it doesn't matter. What the hardest part is running. getting to the tournament, but you got to yeah. get both right. So. Yeah. I think Iowa State will be okay long term. This is going to sting in the short potentially, but um, well, I, I, I like I like who Iowa State has in charge of the men's basketball program to navigate this. He's to the perfect. F- guy. Figure out you know where does Iowa State's place in the world and how do we maximize what we have. He's the perfect guy. the The thing that will be really interesting is to see what is built around because the unfortunately the coach can only do. So much when yeah, it comes yeah. to the the financials. Yeah. Yep. So he then, can't give. He cannot. Yeah. He can't take a port. He can't say to Jamie, "Hey, Jamie, yeah, pay me, pay me five hundred, and now let's yeah. give it to the players." Because again, yeah. that is not. That is the one thing you that can't, is not you can't allowed. do. That. And if you take a pay cut now, it'd be, I mean, yeah. Anyway, it's a it's a wild time. It's <laughs> man. Ever since we started this this crazy podcast, right? Like. It just like it's just one like insane story. story I know after I know another, and I just I don't feel like I don't feel like it's letting up anytime soon. But I think uh, this will be an interesting still a couple of weeks, but we'll be okay. Appreciate you, Bloom. I'm gonna kick you out of here. I want to watch the end of this NASCAR uh, dirt race here. It's like JJ Reddick's got a chance. I actually have um, 20 bucks on him at plus 1,000. It's not JJ, right? J.J. Reddick is the basketball player. That would be Tyler Reddick. Tyler. Funny story about Tyler Reddick, an old late model boy. Grew up in California. I watched him drive dirt late models all over the country when he was like 16. Chris, if, if the college sports cycle fanatic doesn't work out, there's always a... What's your, what's your auto racing website? Always race day? Yeah. I can assure you that I cannot live off of what <laughs> that brings in. Fair enough. That is... You know, you were talking about the uh, guys who make the investments just because it makes them feel good. Yeah, that's what that pretty, is for me. Typical. I think I've lost you, close to ten grand on that. You thing. want me to make a call to the Walton family? <laughs> it's just some yeah. money to burn. 
Walmart, just give the, give yeah. my friend a million dollars. It'll be the best racing site in the world, I promise. <laughs> Have a great uh, rest of your Easter. If you're listening on Sunday night, you're probably not. If you're on Monday, I hope we didn't make you drive into a ditch. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> <laughs>